0: Hello, everybody. This is Greg and Clint. We're gonna do another commute. This time on what'd you
1: buy, Clint? Uh, Fallout RPG. Oh wow! Well, yeah. Fifty-six. Sorry. pickup. That's cool. Squirrel. That was a Sorry. nice, nice that was pickup. Nice, nice Sorry, restored Chevy. Yeah. This will um, happen while we drive. Well, yeah. So. Well, because it's, it's a mobile commute. We're actually driving commuting. We're actually commuting somewhere too. We even have a destination.
0: No, only do we have a destination, I have a nice coffee. and oh, yeah, you have a coffee. We have coffee and. and- we're good Um,
1: you know three-quarters of a tank of fuel and we're we're good yeah yeah so So you'll hear some clicking and probably a little whooshing from the air conditioner because it's a little bit warm so got the air on just to kind of tone it down a little but
0: let's be let's just because we want to cruise
1: in style but well that's yeah, I mean I do have a Platinum Edition truck we should be cruising in style that's it rub
0: it in he's got a Platinum Edition truck and I have a 71 Ford Pinto but the I wouldn't mind a
1: 71 Ford Pinot. <laughs> Especially a wagon. One of the panel wagons. Oh man, that'd be awesome. A panel wagon. Those would be fun.
0: Yeah, I know we were getting to the RPG, so here we are <laughs> role-playing that we have. <laughs> we
1: Vintage have things vehicles. in life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I did want to touch on base on RPGs. Only RPGs. Oh my God. Only because the uh, there's two drops coming soon. We're going to have the Fallout RPG, not the... Fallout Wasteland Warfare RPG but the actual Fallout RPG same company but still this is the role playing game itself very much based on Fallout 4 versus the miniature game no miniatures are actually needed or required I mean, in this game I was just going to
0: ask you did, no miniatures because like you some can. of them do
1: so yeah. optional but you don't have to yeah, have, as long as you got the rules the, the way that they're doing combat and I'll touch on that here in a little bit you don't really need miniatures it's not necessary um, the miniatures probably add the flavor and, you know, it would be fun to kind of use that Red Rocket station. But for the most part, really, the, the game is, is meant to stand alone with it. And it does use a unique system. The other thing is, September was supposed to be the release for Twilight 2000 4th Edition. I've not seen any updates recently, but I'm hoping they're still sticking to their September date. So we've got that coming as well. And, and we'll definitely do an unboxing, or in this case, untinning, because I got the tin instead oh, of the did box. You? Oh okay. yeah, I ordered the tin for that one. And before, uh, since I might have a little extra money, I may go ahead and order the GM screen. I, I'm still on the fence. I don't well, know if I'll need the GM screen for that one or not, but if I can get it with the Kickstarter release, I might still just do that.
0: Well, do they give you the option? Sometimes they still allow you Yeah, they'll. the last minute
1: every Kickstarter I've done right before they start doing their their wave releases they reopen the pledge manager so you can order extra stuff in case you want it so I'm kind of hoping that's the way it goes because I got the tin and the dice set uh, as part of my pledge so for this is twilight 2000 this for twilight uh, 2000 so fourth it, edition yeah is, is it gonna be a hardcover
0: book or soft it is the
1: hardcover rulebook um, it's just got a really cool metal tin that it comes in along with um, any of the extra stuff like the, the the oh my god my brain the story art this the starter scenario and stuff like that. Oh okay. So All there'll right. be a few things and probably a to- I think it comes with a token set for some of the stuff. So we'll touch more on that later. I really want to touch on the Fallout because Fallout was supposed to release mid-August to the end, sometime September. So we could see Fallout drop anytime now and so, and I have the uh, PDF of the core rulebook I went ahead and got that off Drive-Thru RPG. as well as pre-ordered the rulebook the Game Masters kit which comes with maps uh, a pad of character sheets that that's really why I wanted the Game Masters because it comes with like a pad with a hundred character sheets on it
0: well let see that's cool though and because if you have the character sheets that the, adds fun to the it also character
1: sheet is Jesus. brilliant so and while well, you guys can't see this, I, I can show Greg real quick because I actually have that stored on the phone. The character sheet...
0: Well, at least you're pulling over, so yeah. that's good.
1: Looks oh, wow. based, based very much on the video game. So oh, the, the role-playing it's, game is is very based on Fallout 4. It does have that
0: complete Fallout yeah. feel to it, holy yeah. cow. Yeah,
1: it's, it's awesome. And the character creation that, looks stupid simple is
0: that a map behind it there
1: yeah that's the map so that's the the screenshot i showed you that's the uh game masters kit i just zoomed in on the
0: oh nice the, uh, so i know you guys can't see it but the yeah. character sheet's nice yeah and that's, that's the pad nice
1: data. so there's like i don't know 50 or i want to say there's 100 but it might only be 50. still more character sheets than i'm ever going to need for our group or in any group i run in that case um since I did have the PDF, I sat down real quick. And the wife and I were talking about RPG stuff anyway. And I went through roles for this. Because it is a rule system I'm not familiar with. It, it, they call it the 2D20 rule system. So your your skill checks and everything, you're rolling at least 2D20. Two 2D20s. Two,
0: two
1: yep, 2D20s. checking. Or doing skill tests and other okay. things. Now, it's reversed from all the other games that generally use D20s where... Low is preferable or really good, and high is bad. So if you roll, I'll start with the bad first, if you roll a natural 20 on your D20s, something bad happens. Game Master's discretion, basically. So it's a critical failure. If you roll a one, it's a critical success. But unlike the other games, how you determine your successes and everything is a little different. So in a nutshell, skill checks are your attribute plus your skill, like just about every other role-playing game. That is your target number. So let's say, for ease of math, your attribute's 5, your skill is 5. Doesn't matter what it is at that point. So So you get a 10. You You roll automatically roll 2d20. You need a 10 or less on those dice. So if each dice comes up with 10 or less, you have two successes.
0: What if it comes up... So if it comes up with... More than ten on that. You're on a twenty-seven. Then you
1: didn't succeed. You use so. So it gives you two chances to succeed, or
0: two chances you could fail both. Yep. Okay. Quite possibly. Oh wow! That guy's got his
1: own pond. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I love the house too. That's nice. So and everything is so instead of needing a target number to beat the changes, the target number is always your attribute plus your skill, always. So. The game master determines the level of difficulty, and is determined by how many successes do you need on your rolls. Ranges from zero, being an automatic success—you just do something naturally, like breathe—and you're going to f- succeed no matter what. <laughs> yeah, if it's um, simple. To a, a five, so you need—you may need five successes because you're trying to hack some sort of high-tech computer lock uh, on a system you've never seen before, and you have almost no working knowledge of a computer then you're gonna need five successes. Now, interesting note then, if you're only rolling two D20, how do you get five successes?
0: Yeah, uh-huh, uh, good question. question.
1: I'm glad you asked, Greg. Oh, well, geez, I was just <laughs> gonna ask, there you go. So, Smart-ass. It, so. Yeah, Since a D20, uh, since a 20 is a natural failure, obviously a one is a, a critical success. So when you roll a natural one on the D20, you get two successes automatically. So that's cool. Okay. Okay. But what if you only need one success and you roll two ones giving you four successes? Well, what do you do with those extra successes, Greg?
0: I've never had extra successes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so
1: in this game system, the extra successes become action points. Oh, so what can you do with action points, you might ask? Well, one, you can purchase extra d20 rolls you can you can so up to three action points can be spent to buy three extra d20 rolls which means you can roll up to five d20s for a skill check wow that's that's nice well and say you get lucky enough to roll five ones that's ten action points or ten successes If you only needed one success, that's nine action points to go in your pool. Now, that's a lot of extra action points. What else can you do with action points? Well, I'm glad you asked, Greg. My God. (laughs) I know. I'm a little... Clint's ahead of you guys. yeah. yeah. So, action points are spent during combat. Okay. So, you spend an action point to perform an action in combat. Or one or two actions. So, having a pool of action points is good. Um, Well, it's good that it gives you a chance to, A, accumulate
0: them and use them. Mm -hmm. So... You're not just rolling, and if you have extra, you lose it on that turn. Yep. I
1: like that. So that's then you, pretty brilliant. Yeah,
0: so then you could apply it
1: to something else down the road. That works. That's that's a beautiful thing. Now, combat is an interesting subject. I know we discussed that, so I'm not going to do the funny... Glad you asked, Greg. But... Well, sure, why not? Sure. So combat, like any other RPG, uh, generally just banks off the original, the regular rule system, and you do still have to roll your D20 to succeed in you know, using your guns or whatever but the weapons don't necessarily have range. There's no, uh, oh, this is within so many inches, this is within so many inches, because there's no need to measure anything. As the DM, when combat ensues, you have your little map or whatever in front of you, your little area, you break the map into what they call zones. Now, I'm gonna use the Red Rocket as an example because everyone who knows Fallout knows the Red Rocket. So, for example, the Garage, the garage part of the, the Red Rocket Station yeah. is gonna be a zone. The office front piece is gonna be a zone. The, the area where the fuel pumps are is gonna be a zone. The okay. rocket up top is gonna be a zone. The border area around it is gonna be a zone. No no restriction on how big a zone can be. So, just the GM determines what zone is. Your range, your weapons range go by zones. A pistol oh can shoot in the same zone that you were in, or I believe, just glancing at it, the zone, neighboring zone. So one zone off from you. Whereas a rifle could go two zones out, perhaps.
0: So the rifle, basically, you can shoot up into the third
1: zone? Yep, is an example, yeah. Okay. Being able to hit your target is determined by line of sight. Can your figure where you are in your zone see your target? Are you in the office area of the Red Rocket shooting through the, the office window at a target that's by the pumps, or standing by the frame supports for the red rocket. If you can see the op- the target, you can shoot at the target. Now, here's an interesting thing about cover. If a part of the, the character isn't concealed, so let's say you're hiding behind one of the support pillars for the red rocket, but your right leg is exposed, bam, you can shoot the right leg. Okay. Uh, so, if you notice on the character sheet, you had arms, legs, torso, head for the character, which means all those locations have separate damage, just like in Fallout 4.
0: Oh, but that kind of reminds me a little bit of Battletech. Well, yeah,
1: funny how that works. Huh. Oh, so, anyway, I yeah. see a lot of elements of other games in this. Well, that, I mean, so if you damage a limb, okay. So then and you're going to then... have those effects from a damaged limb. If you blow a limb off, obviously you can't use it. Okay. Now, Well, you... that's this is interesting, yeah. man. So this could play out pretty in pretty well. So really. the interesting element with Fallout, the, for the Fallout game here, is you don't have to be human. You can play as one of the robots. So you could be a Mr. Handy. So you would actually pick what your arms are. And if a limb gets blown off, and you had the torch in that limb, for example, then you don't. You don't the have torch. the torch anymore. But... Well,
0: that's good in one way, because it might be extra burden like that. Yeah. Here comes a, a stupid joke, but you don't want to be carrying a torch for other players, right? That's true. You know, <laughs> you want to be carrying the torch
1: for yourself. Yeah.
0: Okay, I'm so. sorry. There's just yeah, some things okay. I
1: can't, I can't avoid. So. Trying to laugh at, but yeah. Which also is interesting. So, say you are just wandering around the wasteland and you run across a really angry Deathclaw, you can headshot it. You can blow oh. an arm off a little hard for it to claw you to death if there's no arm, now granted it's still got giant teeth. But yeah, death claws in the game are hard. They are They're going to not... be hard in this one too, I imagine. I haven't really looked at the stats for the creatures or anything. I haven't delved into that. The rule book is like 458 pages. And there's a oh, lot of equipment and uh, a lot of the creatures and everything. Now the equipment and the miscellaneous junk that you find in Fallout 4 translates to this game. Let's say you you get into combat at the Red Rock Station. You kill the raiders who were fighting you. Now you can take their weapons. Now you can scavenge the Red Rocket Station. Let's say you find a couple bottles of coolant and, uh, I don't know, some ammo and just, you know, a roll of toilet paper for all intents and purposes.
0: Well, toilet paper is good for emergencies.
1: So it all has value in the game. It can be used to provide you resources or caps. You can trade it and sell it. It, it, you will want to keep a notepad handy of all the junk you pick up
0: so so it's built into this rpg mm-hmm. everything that's in the video game
1: yep so you can buy sell trade you you got it it is basically fallout 4 for pen and paper it really nice. is i mean there. from what i've read so far it's just a beautiful um trans- beautiful uh, adaptation. That was the word I was looking for.
0: Well, I'm interested in this 2D20 system. Yeah, I'm liking it. That's different than what... And I'm not an RPG master by any means. I've played a few of them, but that's just different than... It's a different way, I guess, of doing it, but I like the fact you can convert them to points.
1: Yeah, and my, so, my wife being a super big fan of the White Wolf system where it's all D10 and you just need, you roll the number of D10 and you count your successes, blah, 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 makes it very simple for the Game Master. This is a very similar premise, a little more record-keeping, but not much, really. I mean, there's just not a lot more to it. I, I My wife was even like, okay, I'm down for this, this is cool.
0: Yeah, Fallout's a, a good game. And when, when you guys, we have the Fallout Miniatures game, too. Yeah. So, sad to say, we haven't had a chance to play it too many times. Clint's got the Red Rocket yep. Station, which, really, you got to finish. Because it looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty cool train now piece. Now, with
1: the 3D printer, I think I can probably actually 3D print those supports. Oh, yeah. And, and so we there. could get it to prop up, right? Because otherwise, it's just not going to work. I think... And we'll touch on three D printing stuff later, but
0: um. well, then back to the RPG part. So what you have is you have some of the terrain for it, so that would be kind of cool yep. to set out. Now, it could you were talking about uh, how does the map thing work on this? Well, see, it doesn't come with you, maps, you, you or do you, you don't you need a grid? map
1: if you don't want to? So um, you don't, don't most have to have anything. most RPGers the the GM will draw out a map of some yeah, sort. even yeah, just yeah. on graph paper, whatever as long as the GM breaks the map into zones that is how the mechanics work so it's based on zones it's all based on the zones and it's the GM's decision or responsibility to assign the zones the players don't assign that the GM does and that's just for record-keeping purposes and to determine how far your weapon can actually function obviously a melee weapon is probably going to be zone zone you're in or possibly in the case of like a spear or something the, the neighboring zone you know and you still can't have any objects in the way you're obviously not going to melee through a wall well not without a little
0: work well, you, anything's possible but so you don't yeah this sounds interesting to me because the game itself is fun you know the video game yeah. and the tabletop version is interesting because it has it's own built in AI you guys so if you don't know much about it you can play against yourself and if you do it correctly, oh, you can't cheat
1: either. Yeah, wasteland warfare. Yeah, yeah, you're not yeah, cheating it either. It
0: it'll the things whatever's in the game will attack you, and you're not. Uh, yeah. So this is cool. So you already have some of the stuff to go with it to add visual yeah, effects.
1: We, we could, if I wanted to. I but probably, you don't have to. I probably one. won't, to be honest. At least most of my RPG group, if I I do a rough sketch map this building's here, there's rocks here, this is here. You know, usually I, I have a pad of graph paper. I draw out the, uh, the the rough map, and then just kind of determine where things are at. I like this zone concept so much so that I might actually incorporate it into other games, like, and I dare say D&D, because i always found— I love the maps for D&D, and I think it's really cool. And usually we just put a little chip or something that indicates what characters where but I like this idea of this being this, this being this, this being this. I can easily make the weapons convert to what will reach where.
0: Well, you could do that too, because I mean, that's the thing with RBGs. If everybody agrees, you can pretty much run it.
1: Um, We'll definitely do an unboxing once I get the books, or an unbooking in this case. An unbooking? An unbooking, yeah. because I'm getting, I've got everything, including the the Fallout dice, because they're just cool. I mean, they're blue and yellow, and they're all Baltkeky looking and.
0: That's pretty cool. You know. And then the Twilight 2000 one, I'd interested to see that too because you said it comes in a tin. So, yeah. it, does the tin have artwork on that one?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's um okay. it's um embossed. Uh, you know, the tin is. Is it like
0: a military? It's it's yeah, it's like a military thing,
1: but the tin actually it isn't just a flat tin with painted there's actually raised areas for the illustration in the tin so it's like your tin from all your high-end cookies and stuff where they've got the raised cookie in the in the metal and everything so, it's so a it's, nice tin. it's a really nice tin it, it you, you, you paid more in your backing for it but I think it was worth having just because I really enjoy the game
0: yeah but you enjoy it see that's the key so. people are gonna spend money on whatever so you could go yeah. out and spend a hundred thousand dollars on an RV because yeah. you like RVing right yeah so, if you're gonna spend a few bucks on RPG no. stuff, maybe as well.
1: With Twilight 2000, I also do see this as their, their intention being to release a lot of the source books like they did for the original game. You'll have an American weapons and equipment book. You'll have a Russian Amer- weapons and equipment book, British, you know, all that stuff that they had in the original game. I do see there being more source books for this to really expand the game. But, well, it
0: would help them too financially stay in the game, so to speak. Yeah. Because these game companies gotta make money and people complain well why do they cost so much everything costs something Mm -hmm. right so um
1: yeah nothing's cheap
0: if you if you like what you're doing then it's gonna cost you gotta try to support them more then it goes away but this is some cool stuff you're talking about Clint so we'll have to videotape that for sure
1: I think what we'll do with Fallout RPG is I wanna do a video of character creation so just a small group of us sit down do care do nothing but character creation. Because it looks like it's really stupid simple. Then maybe we'll do a one-shot scenario. So we'll do a one one night or one sit-down scenario. Like uh, a practice run through, yeah. Just to kind of see the the rules in action, how how skill works. And maybe I'll do a simple um, you guys are just on a little scavenging mission or whatever. I'm not going to do a big story arc with it. I just want to do something.
0: We'll just do a sit down where you know you can knock it out and get the basic yeah, stuff down and see how play it plays. It.
1: It's going to come with an introductory scenario anyway. And that sounds cool. But to me, reading what I know about the introductory scenario, it's kind of like the introduction to Fallout 4. Not exactly like it, but very similar. So I'm not seeing a bunch of variants there. Now, I could be wrong once I delve into it. I'm just going off what I have read so far. So I don't know how I feel about that, nor do I know if I want to set this actually in the same location as Fallout 4 because that's what the game is actually designed to be set in. The setting is basically... Uh, it, it's basically the prequel to Fallout 4 video game. It's supposedly, you're still in the Commonwealth, but things are a little different than what's in the video game. First of all, the Brotherhood don't... You don't have the big Zeppelin coming in. The institute is there, but the synths aren't prevalent like it is in Fallout 4. I, I think the railroad is is kind of a new thing, and the uh, uh, the Minutemen are, are kind of just forming. I think is the way the RPG is now. Again, I could be wrong. I haven't really read the the any of the story arc stuff there because I I was more focused on the rules, and that became my my bigger area of interest. So. But you know, once we get into it more and we'll see what things are doing and where they're at with it, we'll definitely uh, touch more on it. I'm gonna, I plan on dedicating a bit of our time to Fallout RPG because that's the one RPG I've been really, really waiting for for a really long time. Well, so I'm glad someone did it. Sounds
0: like it's worth the wait. I'm interested uh, in that. And generally, I've just I haven't done a whole lot of the RPG stuff, but some of the stuff that I've done has been fun, and this sounds pretty cool, very nice. Yeah, so well, we'll, we'll for sure get that videoed when you get it and yeah. put it up on the YouTube channel. And, um, yeah, so I guess we can end this here, huh? Yeah, since we're at our destination, yeah, anyway, we are at our destination. So. i by a river, and I don't want to be taking a recorder out over here, no. but. You guys, you can join us on the weekends on Sundays at 4 p.m. Central. We do the Gamer Hangout. So that's going to be on the Facebook group, the page, or YouTube. You can see it there and join in if you'd like. Until next time, Clint, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Game on, you guys. Have fun.